Welcome to lesson one of module four. We're looking at selecting your takes and layering up your tracks. So in this lesson, you're gonna learn how to select your best takes without giving in to perfectionism. You're also gonna learn how to know where to add additional layers to your recording sessions and how to build up your session so it's ready to start editing and refining. Now, this is one of my, this is one for my, Welcome to lesson one of module four, selecting your takes and layering up your tracks. Now in this lesson, you're gonna learn how to select your best takes without giving in to perfectionism. You're also gonna learn how to know where to add additional layers to your recording sessions and how to build up your session so it's ready to start editing and refining. Now this one's for my fellow perfectionists. Perfectionism is not your friend right now. I get it, I have been there. I know what perfectionism feels like and what it does, but I really, really need to emphasize that we, we need to leave perfectionism at the door because I can guarantee that you'll be tempted to keep tweaking and re-recording when it comes to selecting takes and not and maybe not being able to move forward because of it. Because you may hear these voices in your head that say, you need to go back and re-record that again and again and again and again. And they may be saying a better musician would have nailed it in one take. These types of tech gremlin um, sentences or narratives are not going to help. So I just want to really flag them right now so that we can see them for what they are when they come up and keep moving forward. Um, when I hear these voices come up, I just have got in the routine of just saying, okay, thanks, but no thanks. And I will do this in my head. I'm not even joking. <laughs> so um, I really want to emphasize that this is not the place for perfectionism, but it will pop up if you are prone to that. But I also want to just go very briefly, but I think this is very important to think, how do you know if that voice is your inner perfectionist or it's just common sense? That's a difficult question, right? How do we know when we're hearing a perfectionist voice or just common sense that's actually really worth listening to? Well, um, perfectionism only ever comes from a place of fear that you're not good enough. So if you're thinking, how do I know if this is perfectionism? Really check in with yourself and think, am I wanting to re-record this take? Because I'm just scared that I'm not good enough, that I'm always worried that I'm not good enough. Is that actually true? And am I maybe getting tangled up in fear? So that's really important to think, is it coming from a place of fear? Two, when it speaks to you, you feel small and scared rather than strong and ready to take on challenges and do big things. So with perfectionism, a lot of the time it will speak to you and it will just make you feel even more overwhelmed, even more incapable, even more not good enough. Whereas if it's common sense, you actually feel like, okay, that's a really good idea and I feel really ready to take on this challenge and I'm going to do big things. That's a different voice that's speaking to you. So I hope that that helps to give a bit of clarity over when that voice is perfectionism or not. And I think this is really important to think about when we're getting into this process of actually choosing your best takes because you may be telling yourself oh that that one note is off so I'll re-record everything so I just want you to be really aware of that perfectionism there's a there's a saying perfectionism is the enemy of the good I also like this other version of it which is perfectionism is the enemy of the done 
So if you have taken years and years and years to write songs or maybe even get to the point where you can record them and release them, I want you to hear this. Perfectionism is the enemy of the done. It is so much better if you finish your recordings and then you can go back and get even better at doing it. But it's so much better if you actually get them done rather than wait for them to be perfect because they will never be perfect. And I don't want any of you to be striving for for perfectionism. I want you to be striving for honesty in your work and integrity. So just remember that perfectionism is the enemy of done. Okay, so back to selecting your tracks. I've got three tips that are going to be really helpful, I think, for selecting your best takes on your tracks. Um, I'm presuming that when you've been recording, you've been experimenting, and then you've been um, getting better and better takes as you've experimented with recording. And so you're going to want to choose the ones that you want to move forward and work with before we start editing them and putting some production tools on as well. So these are my three tips for selecting your takes. So the first one is focus on one thing at a time. So if you decide you're going to select the takes for um, the whole of your track, it's going to be too much all at once. So focus on the main vocals, then focus on other instruments, then just keep moving through systematically. Some people, it might be that you focus on how important, the importance they play in the song. Some people might just literally go from top to bottom in their session, but just focus on one thing at a time. Don't get distracted by other instruments or features. It's so, so common and natural for us to be listening through takes and then we realise, oh, hang on a minute, actually that guitar pit's a bit off. I'm going to re-record that now. No, wait and just go through methodically because if you don't, you will walk away feeling confused and overwhelmed and you will not be able to select your takes in the most easy and, um, and you know efficient manner. So I really recommend you follow that first tip. Number two is ask the right questions. So I want you to remember when you're selecting your takes and everything that you do in your session, you are serving the work, i.e. your music, not your ego. And they are different things. So you are serving what's best for your work, not your ego. Ego questions will only hold you back in your creative process. Now, what are ego questions? Well, they're ones that are responding to that fear that you're not good enough, that sense that you have to impress people, that sense that you have to make people realise that you you know, can do something or you're the best at something, or you're worried that people will realise you're not good at something at all. Those are ego questions. But if you're serving the work, truly, truly serving the work to get your best work out of these out of these recordings, those are the right questions. So those questions might be, yep, you do need to go and re-record that again because your ego is telling you, but it's too difficult and, you know, I just want to get this done because I'm really scared that I haven't got any music released yet. So your ego might be driving you to just keep going forward and be do a sloppy job. Or your ego could be telling you to re-record something a million times because it's you're responding to that ego question of, am I good enough? How do I prove I'm good enough? But that may not be the right thing for your music because your music may need you to just move the hell on. So I want you to think about what questions you're asking. And in your workbook, there's even more, I go into even more depth on this. So really think about this. Number three is save your plan B and your plan C. So This is a really good um, way of using your Home Recording Academy saving system. You can set up a folder in that, if you like, inside your recordings folder. And that can be, you know, outtakes or like takes that didn't make it. 
and you can save them. And the great thing about that is that it gives you peace of mind and it also gives you a backup. So not only if you're a perfectionist or you're indecisive or you procrastinate, it means that you can know that you can always come back if you need to. Hopefully you won't, (laughs) but you can just kind of almost trick yourself into thinking, well, I'm not sure that this is the right take, but I can save my B and C plan. And then I've always got that to go back to, and it will just help you move on. So I really would emphasize though, don't use this as an excuse to procrastinate. Okay. It's really important that you use this to move forward rather than procrastinate and keep going back to, oh, is this the right one to save? And, oh, I'll keep going back into my, um, my other recordings that didn't make the cut and listen to them and just make sure. So just make sure it's helping you move forward, not holding you back. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about when you've when you've selected your takes from your first kind of round of recording, you may want to go back and imagine and add some additional layers. You may be listening to your track and be like, oh, OK, well, now I've got my my you know best take of my singing and my guitar, for example. I can really hear some backing vocals in there. So now I'm going to help you to start thinking what you could add to your track before we go into the editing phase. So. I want to make a distinction between things you can add now and things you can you'd like to add in the future because sometimes this can really trip people up and it can really hold them back. They'll think, "Well, yeah, Isabel, I'd love to add like a whole symphony orchestra, but that's not going to happen." And yeah, that's not going to happen now maybe. Might you might have access to a symphony orchestra, I don't know, but Um, It's really important to focus on what can you add now and just keep moving forward with that because it's so much better to have a track that's recorded with some backing vocals and maybe a couple of other extra parts that you've put in than to wait for that symphony orchestra. And I know those are two very big extremes, but you get my point. So really make a distinction. What are the things you can add now and the things that you'd like to add in the future? And don't let the fact that you can't add those future things now hold you back keep moving forward. Your music deserves it. So keep thinking of the work, serve the work, get your music out there. So you could add one or two backing vocal lines, for example, or you could add a whole extra guitar part or even a new instrument. You might listen to it and be like, do you know what? I could put on a little bit of cello. I've got that cello in my basement that I have, you know, that I haven't played for 10 years. I'll put a little bit of cello on this actually. So whatever it is that you've got lying around or, you know, people who could record something in their home studio setup and send it over, it doesn't matter, but just, just focus on the stuff that you can add now. And that could be very small things or, you know, larger things. So just for now, you've got your workbook, try and make a list of no more than three new layers. So You can add more, but right now, so we can move forward and keep learning more and more about recording our songs, let's just think of three new layers, if any. So it's a maximum of three. You may say, Isabel, I've got everything I need right now. I'm happy to move on. And I am there with you. Amen. Go for it. But if you listen and you're like, no, I want more stuff in this, just try and keep it to three layers for now. You can go back and add more. Add these into your recording session and then we can move forward and get editing. So let's take action, download your module four lesson one workbook and take the three action steps for selecting your takes and then complete the exercise on layering up your recordings. But I just want to put a warning in here. Do not get stuck here. We have loads more to cover in lessons two to five of this module. So please don't get stuck adding a million takes and then not being able to choose them or building up your track with, you know, 
10 or 20 layers and then feeling totally overwhelmed, don't get stuck here. Just use the principles to keep moving forward. You can always go back and do more. Okay, so in the next lesson, you will learn how to cut your tracks so you're just working with the good stuff in your recordings and how to fade your, your tracks so they sound smooth and professional. Okay, I will see you in the next video.